0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the Greens. While most focus is on the upcoming Plenty Intentions Report coming at the end of the month, There's also the quarterly stocks report that will be released at the same time. While there will be a good range of trade estimates for acreage, there should be enough intended acreage so that it would be hard for acreage itself to be bullish without some unfavorable weather. The trade expects better weather this year than a year ago with the fading La Nina and developing El Nino. I have been a little surprised at the lack of market concern displayed by soybeans and cotton markets over the prospect of maintaining acres. The cotton market in particular appears to be saying, don't plant cotton. Old crop cotton was never profitable after its harvest, and new crop is also an unprofitable crop at current futures price levels. Comparatively, corn and soybeans have thin margins. Drought still maintains some grip on the high Texas plains where a lot of cotton is attempted to be grown. The trade appears to be building in expectations for a negative planting intention to report, leading to a potential for a dog-catches-the-car type outcome. I would think that it could be the quarterly stocks report that would have the most potential to be negative, given how poorly that exports have been. If they didn't export it, then available domestic stocks should be adequate. Basis became a function of the cost of logistics required to move grain from where it was in the eastern Corn Belt, west to the western Corn Belt in Plain States, where more supply is needed. If there are more acres, the angst over new crop will be less than a year ago, so it all ties together. Here locally there was a structural dollar fifty five cent a bushel decline in the cash corn bids from old crop to new crop when I calculated it, and users would appear to have cheaper corn coming. Producers do not want to let old crop corn become new crop. I sold out my old crop in December. The chart looked for corn suggested it is just a matter of time until the July 2022 low fails. That is five seventy four in July corn. Same eventual likelihood for soybeans, but they have filling the open chart gaps as their first downside objectives at 1355 in July soybeans. Soy oil led the soybean market up, and it is now leading it down, poised to be the first to break support at July 2022 lows. That would be 53.56 in July soy oil. Goldman Sachs is now the exception, continuing to be bulled up on commodities. They see money flowing from other investments into commodities. They see uninsured cash leaving banks because of the deposit uncertainty and going into money markets. That's not quite the same thing as commodities, so I am skeptical until the Fed gets done tightening. Can commodities have a bull market without inflation? On the hogs, just when I thought that integrated hog packers had the production leverage that they needed to call the tune of the hog market, They could not have fallen flatter on their nose. Usually, the cash hog market rises to the level of summer lean hog futures. This year, it has so far been the other way around. The standard packer margin is near break-even, meaning that they are not making any money turning these cheap hogs into pork. The integrated pork packer margin was near a $40 head loss last Friday, which is kind of astounding. If there were any thought of expansion by integrators, I would think that they would disappear after that. It is not that standard packers who do not own hogs are making a lot of money. I do not think that the Dow Jones Pork Packer Margin Index covers all plant costs. Standard packers are breaking even on pork, but integrated ones are losing their tail on negative hog margins. They are going to have to get current on marketings and slow production down. One would think that integrated packers control enough of production to correct this. We have just seen an elevator shaft like Plunge and Lean Hog Futures. Chart-wise, it did not look for a V-bottom, instead requiring some basing first before the market recovers. I am just as surprised over pork demand morbidity. The operable phrase would be lack of elasticity of the hog supply to pork demand. Hog numbers are up 2%, and according to the CME group, the pork cutout is down 20% from a year ago. I consider pork to be a bargain, yet demand is dead. I do not see retailers gouging consumers. I find it hard to put my finger on the reason for such weak demand. The one thing that can't come fast enough is for grills to get fired up this spring. China likes bargains, and U.S. pork would fit that description. Beef supplies are poised to moderate. One would think that pork and chicken would be positioned to pick up slack from a price rationed beef supply. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.